You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Dilip Ghosh, who is director at NutriConnect. Thank you for joining me today, Dilip. Thank you, Charlie, for giving me another wonderful opportunity to talk with you and on this important uh, subject also. Always a pleasure to have you chat with us. We're talking today about how India continues to be a really attractive destination for health and nutrition businesses. We're specifically looking into how to crack this market. Dilip, I'm curious to know from you more about the size and growth of India's economy and how you see it compare with other big Asian regions like China and Japan. If you see last uh, three years economic growth in India, India is currently fourth largest economy and is growth is is phenomenon. I think that's why it's called as one of the largest and fastest growing economy. And the Recently, government also, uh, uh, that is the economic dream of a new government, that is a $5 trillion industry in 2020. So India already crossed the China. Chinese GDP is 6.5, India's average 7 plus. So from this perspective, I think uh, India is not only in the nutraceutical industry, but for any industry, India is the destination. That's amazing, Dilip. That's such tremendous growth and incredible to see how it's overtaken really big um, countries like China. Can you chat us a little bit more about the foreign di- direct investment that is allowed in India? Yes, I think the the hundred percent uh, foreign direct investment uh, allowed in many areas like uh, pharmaceutical, but it was uh, challenging for retailing market, the 100%. Mm. But in uh, 2017, the government uh, approved 100% uh, foreign direct investment in a single product retailing also. So that means the last uh, hurdle or barrier that's gone Mm. for the uh, overseas companies to invest in India. And how do you see the health and nutrition markets um, positioned within India? It's obviously a very quickly growing economy. Um, I I imagine that is across a variety of industries. But let's look a little bit closer at the health and nutrition industry. How do you see it positioned and its growth within India? Yes. India started slightly late uh, when you compare with the USA, Japan or uh, some European countries also. But if you see the last uh, few years, uh, that uh, development in India. So it is projected, the last year SHM knowledge report, uh, that is $4 billion in 2017 to $18 billion in 2015. That is the health and wellness industry will grow at a rate of 20%. I think it's amazing. You cannot find that growth anywhere in the world. 
And India, especially, I think, is really well known for being credible, affordable, and having a really sustainable farm and nutritious supply chain. How do you think that they have managed to achieve this? You know, what measures have been put in place to to secure these factors? And is there any government intervention? Can you just walk us through a little bit about how India has become such a credible nation? Everybody knows that India's uh, success story in pharmaceutical uh, generic industry. So India is supplying nearly 35 to 40 percent global uh, pharmaceutical generic product to the global market. 70 percent vaccine India is supplying to the global market. So if uh, Western companies they are piggybacking on this all these successes, I think that will be the you will get the at the cheapest price, but at the quality outcome, the quality research particularly in the fermentation area, plant extraction, and the new chemical synthesis area. I think India is one of the leader in the world in both wellness and um, health industry. Do you see um, businesses taking advantage of its manufacturing capabilities? Is that where you see India becoming quite a global hub for quality manufacturing in the future? Yes, and if you see the new government, this is the second term, uh, they came uh, just few months back. The from very beginning, the five years back, they they introduced make make in India slogan. So that means you are making your product for the global market. So that means, yeah. as you said, India is acting as a, a manufacturing hub for the global nutraceutical and wellness product. And there are many thousands of company. They have USFDA, uh, even uh, TGA also. So more than 200 manufacturing unit, they have TGA approved a manufacturing uh, process also. So from quality, from accreditation point of view, India is the world best destination for manufacturing. So brilliant that you've outlined um, how much potential there is in India and amazing to see the growth that it's having and that, uh, you know, there's so many good things coming out of the industry in terms of that it's credible, affordable, sustainable. But what challenges might um, businesses experience when trying to enter the India market? So India market entry, uh, I, when I am uh, uh, telling the industry, so I'm starting with this word or sentence, India market entry is not for faint-hearted people. It's a lot of challenges, and uh, some challenges are cultural, some challenges are technical, some challenges are market competition. So if you see the domestic uh, product, brand, companies, they are so strong in India. So that means if you come with your product, so you have to cross all these challenges. And I think that's why I am advising company. You don't, don't be successful in India with your generic product. It has to be unique and has to be clinically proven product, evidence-based product for the India, for stay in the competition. So differentiation is quite key here. Yes, because the price is one of the issue. Because the same product, the Indian company, local company can sell maybe 50% less price. 
Um, Dilip, I imagine that with all of the growth, but you know, considering that there are challenges for new entrants, I imagine you would still think it's quite worthwhile and that there is so much potential for businesses who are prepared to overcome those challenges. Yes, definitely. I think uh, that is another another thing. You have to do business in India in Indian way. So you cannot transplant your overseas business model in India. So this yeah. is one of the mantra, success mantra for Indian market entry. So you need to recruit Indian CEO first to understand the Indian market and the logistic, distribution, pricing, marketing channel. So you have to explore everything so precisely. Otherwise, uh, if you go without any homework and launch your product and uh, Indian uh, consumer, they don't like, if they don't like even taste also, they can't, uh, they reject your product. So you need a lot of homework and you have to uh, work as an Indian company. Like Nestle, Indians, uh, they consider Nestle as an Indian company not a uh, Swiss company. So yeah. you, have to, you have to do like this. Well, thank you, Dilip. Thank you for sharing your insight and really exciting to see the potential that lies in India and great for businesses to have this insight into the kind of challenges they might expect and how to shift mindset to have business success. Um, we're looking forward to having you at Vita Foods Asia later this year. Um, do you want to just briefly touch on what you might be discussing at the show? Yes, definitely. So I will uh, I will present in more more elaborate way. So the uh, company get uh, get a, a real life uh, experience also from my presentation. Brilliant. We're really, really looking forward to seeing you at Fighter Foods Asia, Dilip. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you, Charlie.